Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's Grease Blanco, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. Right before I hit the lick, I close my eyes, begin to pray. Let us make it back and pray my enemies be DOA. Ryan bumping that. All right, today we got Grease Blanco jumping off the porch with us today. Yikes, Blanco in the building. What's good with it? How you feeling today, gang? Feeling good. How about yourself? Chilling, man. It's a pleasure to have you here on the porch with us today, man. It's a pleasure to be here. For sure. So tell me, what you out here working on in Atlanta? We out here doing a promo run. I just dropped my tape, No Limit Falls, available on all platforms. So we out here doing interviews, shows, moving around, you know, just trying to get it out the mud, game fans organically. Yeah, just get the message out, you know what I'm saying, get our sound out. Straight like that. So for those who don't know, how would you describe life back home in Las Vegas? Shit. I say shit. It's the same as any other hood, but it's just they don't know. You know what I'm saying? When you hear the stereotypes about Las Vegas, you, you automatically think the lights, the parties, and all that. But shit, it's the same shit, if not worse. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So how would you describe your childhood coming up? Shit. I would say it's average. You know what I'm saying? Ups, downs. Same shit. Grew up. My moms, grams ain't had no men around. You know what I'm saying? Youngest boy. All sisters. You know what I'm saying? Grew up around all females. You know, from North Las Vegas, Nevada, North Town to be exact. For sure. So how would you say the north side of Las Vegas is different from the rest of the city? Uh, shit. Where would I start? North Las Vegas is a whole nother place. That's why it's just North Town. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got newer North Las Vegas, then you got North Town, where we from, you know what I'm saying? So it's different because it's not even a part. It's not even, it's a whole separate city. North Las Vegas has its own jurisdiction, own police. So it's really a, another city within the whole Las Vegas. You know what I'm saying? But it's different because shit, our style different, the way we talk a little different. You know what I'm saying? So when would you say you jumped off the porch? Shit, about 12 years old. <sighs> you know, Northtown's small. So it's only about two, three places you could be from. You know, so on my side, about. 12 years old when I really start getting to what I'm getting into, you know, gang bang and shit like that. For sure. So what would you say is the biggest life lesson you learned so far? Man, the biggest life lesson I learned would probably be, shit, trust yourself, you know what I'm saying? Trust myself because um, there's been a lot of times in life where you have so many opinions around you and people pulling you and swaying you to go this way, but you know what I'm saying, even if you make a mistake, you can learn from it, but it's better to learn from your own mistake than let somebody else lead you into a mistake and learn from it, you know? So just trust in yourself. For sure. So what would you say is the biggest obstacle you had to overcome so far in life? Man, uh, musically or just in general? Both. Uh, shit, the biggest obstacle musically, first off, I would say just coming out of Vegas, it's so hard to, um, 
even get heard and so hard to break through, you know what I'm saying, at this point, because uh, it's not, they don't, they don't really shed a lot of light on the city and they don't give a lot of ears to it, you know. We got Dizzy Wright, you know what I'm saying, he doing his thing, shout out to him, you know. But other than that, it's real, um, it's real hard to get heard from there. So just getting over that hump of getting our sound out, you know what I'm saying. And the biggest obstacle in life, I would have to say, is um, learning to, uh, I had to learn to separate myself, you know what I'm saying, like I had to separate myself from the things I was into before, you know, because uh, when you see yourself going a certain direction, shit, you got you at that crossroads, that fork in the road, you either gonna go this way or that way, you know? So the biggest obstacle I had to overcome was just separating myself from my original environment and creating an environment that caters strictly to me, you know what I'm saying? For sure. So when would you say you started to make music? Shit, I started making music when I was like, eight. Hey. I was writing songs. I was writing songs in my little notepad. I was like eight years old, but I ain't really fuck with the studio until I would say 07, 2007. Me and my boys in the North had a, uh, we had our own studio. My boy OC, rest in peace, we had our own studio and we used to just record our own shit, take it to school, let everybody hear it. You know what I'm saying? So what motivated you to start making music? Shit, I don't know. I would have to say like, just being young, listening to Tupac, cause my daddy used to have me listening to so much shit. like. When I was a kid, like, he had crates, crates, all the good shit, the old shit, you know, Spice One, Brother Lynch, Tupac, Ant Banks, E-40, anything you could think of, Scarface, like, all the old classic shit. And I got, I took a liking to Tupac, like, I could remember listening to him as early as, like, second, third grade, you know what I'm saying, and reciting the shit word for word, you know what I'm saying? So I'll have to say just being around my pops and listening to so much different music made me want to create my own. For sure. So when would you say you decided to take it serious? Yeah. I feel like I actually started to take it to UConn, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like I, I started bullshitting a couple times, you know what I'm saying? But I would say when I really, really made my mind up, I would say my last tape, my last tape that I dropped, I really was like, fuck it, I'm finna go and do my thing, you know what I'm saying? Straight like that. How would you say you got your rap name? Shit, honestly, uh, I was watching uh, Cocaine Cowboys. Good looking. I was watching Cocaine Cowboys and I seen uh, Griselda Blanco and I was seeing a story of when an old boy from uh, Oakland had wrote her and he ended up getting with her and I was just so fascinated by the story and I was like, because I always thought Pablo was number one, but it's like she came before him, you know what I'm saying? She played a role in his success in the beginning, so it's like, I was like, damn, I can't believe that this female, like, you know what I'm saying, getting it like this. So I'm like, damn, it was already, I was already young Grease, you know, it was just young Grease. But I'm like, I'm gonna throw that Blanco on it cause she was so cold, it's like, ain't nobody like her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was like, shit, put that Blanco on it. Straight like that. What do you feel like brings the best out of you and your music? Uh, honestly, shit, just going through shit. Cause sometimes I won't even drop shit and I'll have a whole little episode situation in life. Then I'll go knock out however many songs, you know what I'm saying? I gotta go through something. To, to be able to put that pain or that happiness or whatever I'm feeling on the track. Cause if I ain't doing shit, it's hard for me to give them something. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So how would you describe the style of music you say you make or create? Shit, I would describe it as first and foremost, trap, of course, you know what I'm saying? Talking about selling dope, talking about gang banging, the shit we did, the shit we done done. And, uh, but it's not just that, it's a, it's a mix, you know, cause I do my melodies and shit too. So I would say it's like, trap i want to say like trap soul you know what i'm saying because i'm putting that i'm putting real shit on there and real street niggas gonna feel it you know what i'm saying because 
we ain't telling no lies. We just giving them what, where we come from and what we've been through, you know what I'm saying? And they ain't had a chance to hear it yet. Straight like that. How would you describe your current thoughts on the rap game? Shit, I feel like, honestly, it's just call it like you see it. It is what it is. I'm not expecting nothing extra. I'm not expecting no great extravagant experience. I know, you know, I'm gonna get it out the mud. I know it's gonna be sharks. I know it's gonna be snakes, but I also know it's light at the end. You know what I'm saying? So I look at it as it is what it is. I'm not expecting, I'm not expecting nothing from nobody. I'm, I'm doing what I gotta do to get where I gotta go, you know? Straight up. What would you say is the biggest risk you took for your career that paid off? Shit, just living the lifestyle that I live, you know what I'm saying? Doing what the fuck I gotta do to support this shit, cause spending all this money, you know, this shit cost, and uh, shit, it could go left, it could go right, you know, but just doing everything that I do to ensure that I can always, you know, be able to push this music and put it out there, you know what I'm saying? Cause it come at a price. So what would you say is the biggest sacrifice you had to make? Shit, the biggest sacrifice I have to make, shit. Shit, I, them, them like, I would have to say shit, it's kind of like the same answer, you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm sacrificing time, I'm sacrificing energy, you know what I'm saying? I'm sacrificing money, I'm sacrificing everything for this shit, you know what I'm saying? For sure. So, how would you describe the music scene back home in Vegas? It's a lot of great artists in Vegas. Like, we got, we got some real talent out there, you know what I'm saying? And um, the scene is basically like, you know, everybody know everybody, but the city, like, we got everybody from a different side, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's hard to get the whole city to support one artist and push one artist because if the one from their neighborhood ain't going, then they ain't finna help you until they get theirs going, whether that person going or not. You know, Vegas is like, you know, so many rivalries because it's so small, so, you know, it's a melting pot, you know, so it's hard to get enough people behind one thing to get it to actually blow. So we got to get up out of there. But I think that's for everywhere. You got to leave your city, you know? So it ain't just Vegas, everywhere you got to leave. So it's pretty much the same, you know? For sure. Would you say the artists are supportive of one another in Vegas? Uh, I would say for the most part, the ones that fuck with each other. Cause like I said, it's some motherfuckers just ain't fucking with some motherfuckers, you know? Just cause of the rivalries, you know what I'm saying? When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Shit, there's so much gangbanging. It's just, nigga, a lot of niggas ain't fucking with niggas from the other side at all. So, you know, and it's so small. If it was bigger, if it was huge, if we had five, six million people and 10 million people, then it probably would be easier because it's so much more other people to hear the shit that ain't even from where y'all from. But here, it's, I mean, in Las Vegas, it's small. Like, we all grew up with each other. We all know each other. Everybody lived around the corner from each other. So, you know what I'm saying? If you ain't from over there, a lot of people ain't gonna fuck with you. But it is a certain amount of love. I ain't gonna say it ain't no love because a lot of motherfuckers do show love, but just the amount of rivalries it is, it's hard to get enough motherfuckers behind one artist in the city, you know? Straight like that. So why do you feel a lot of the talent is overlooked coming out of Vegas? I can't even say it's, I don't even feel like it's overlooked. I feel like they haven't even heard it. I don't feel like they hearing it and not fucking with it. I feel like they're not even hearing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and maybe that's just because 
we got to leave. You know what I'm saying? Niggas just got to get up out of the city. It's, when you think of Las Vegas, you think of the strip. But that's where the money goes. That's where the money come from in our city. You know what I'm saying? So if it ain't the strip, if you hear about artists, you hear about them uh, going to the MGM or going to the House of Blues to do a show. You know, everything is on the strip. And that kind of clouds out the underbelly of the shit. You know what I'm saying? So if you ain't going to get on the strip with it, which is damn near impossible for a local artist because they only, you know, how the strip do. They want the hugest artists getting, you know, the futures, the thugs. So in Vegas and every other city, it's like the local community is the culture. You know, in Vegas, the strip is the culture. You know what I'm saying? So it's hard to overcrowd that. You can't overcrowd that, you know, and that's why we got to leave. You know what I'm saying? Why do you think a lot of the bigger artists that come to Vegas milk Vegas artists for their money? I feel like... It's just like a lot of times it don't seem organic, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a lot of artists that come to the city and show love, but it's also a lot of artists that come, you know, and they come like with their hand out like, oh, this Vegas, this a little market, we finna come get some bread, how these niggas do verses, but a lot of them don't fulfill all the duties, you know? You can buy a beat from a motherfucker and, and you'll hear a motherfucker, new, a new tape come out with your beats, you know what I'm saying? or you'll pay for a version of the video, you might not get the video, but you'll get the verse, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like a lot of them come just to get their bread and smash out, because a lot of times I don't see them, even when they do do verses and things like that, a lot of people, they don't, they don't post it on their page after they do the verse. You could, whether you pay them five, 10, 20,000, they don't post it on their page, you know what I'm saying? They don't do none of that, or they don't try to, um, it's like a lot of, most of them be like uninvolved, you know what I'm saying? And that's okay, it is what it is, but you know, I just feel like shit, a lot of them don't fulfill their duties. They just come to get their bread and get up out of there, you know, because it's so small and they don't know what it's about. Straight up. So how would you say that fucks it up for the local artists in Vegas? Shit, because shit, niggas hustling, you know what I'm saying? Niggas getting it. Niggas taking penitentiary chances, you know? So when a nigga like me come and I'm, you know, doing what I got to do for the money, we taking fair chances, you know? So when I get this shit up, it's like, it's, if I get some money up to me, it's coming from my heart. If I, get, if I give you money, it's coming from my heart because, nigga, I'm getting this shit out the mud. You know what I'm saying? We taking chances for this shit. So when I get that up and don't get what I need in return, you know, it's like a slap in the face. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. So in your words, how would you describe the pimping culture out there in Vegas, man? Because we all be hearing about this shit, but we really don't be knowing what the fuck be going on. <laughs> shit, the culture in Vegas, is pimping, you know what I'm saying? I would say it's pimping and gang banging and selling dope, but you gotta think, Vegas is based off of the strip. Before all these neighborhoods was built, there was the Flamingo and the Sahara back with the Mafia and Bugsy Siegel and all them, you know? This was a gateway, Las Vegas was the gateway to the Hoover Dam, it was just desert. And they thought, the Mafia said they can come get some money. And since they did that, that's what Vegas always been about, the gambling culture, the money, and what goes next to gambling drinking gambling and drinking what goes next to that sex you know so it's a sex city and sex sales you know so coming from vegas if you ain't you get out of high school you ain't doing shit you a player you got bitches shit strip right down the street so you know ain't nobody you know what i'm saying every city got their thing and in vegas it's really a big part of the culture like nine times out of ten if a nigga ain't if a nigga ain't hustling a nigga pimping for sure you know what i'm saying so talk about working with Payroll Giovanni on Make It Make Sense, man. Man, uh, shit, I had fun. Honestly, uh, I grew up listening to Payroll, you know what I'm saying? He one of my favorite artists. Like, I used to bump his shit the whole time, you know? Young nigga selling dope, like, he motivated nigga. He make you want to get up. When you don't want to get up and get to it, he 
you listen to that shit, he got that shit, what he say, but keep pushing my nigga and one day you gonna get money. Like it just, that shit just motivates you to keep going. It make you feel like I ain't the only one, you know what I'm saying? So it was a, it was a, a good experience, you know? I went out there, uh, he took me to his neighborhood, we shot the video and he was super cool, you know? He wasn't like, he wasn't like a lot of artists that come across Vegas motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? He was super cool, super welcoming, my nigga. I got a lot of respect for that nigga, you know what I'm saying? It was a blast though. So what can you tell us about your new project, No Limit Foes? Shit, it's out on all platforms, you know what I'm saying? You can go get that downloaded anywhere and shit. Shit, I feel like I fucked them up on this one, you know? I didn't give them what they was used to. They used to me giving them a lot of trap, you know what I'm saying? They used to me giving them a lot of a lot of gritty shit, and this time I gave them some grit, but at the same time I gave them I gave them some shit for the females. You know what I'm saying? I gave them some shit they could feel. I gave them some pain. You know, I got uh, the track going under on there with uh, Lil Jeremy out of Houston. You know what I'm saying? Uh, giving them different things that they could fuck with. It ain't just one tape full of the same shit. If you wanna party, we got I got the vibe. You know what I'm saying? If you wanna sell dope, we got my kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you wanna do, you wanna fuck with some hoes, we got hotel. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a mix up of a lot of different shit and I really show my versatility on this one, you know? Straight like that. So talk to us about your grind as an independent artist. Shit, man. Shit, we hustling, man. We doing everything we gotta do, you know? Anything we can add to our recipe, you know what I'm saying? We gonna add, like, we ain't being biased to nothing. We ain't denying nothing. We ain't being picky. You know what I'm saying? We doing what we gotta do, wherever we gotta go. I don't care if we go and get one fan. I don't care if we go and get two fans, but that's gonna be two motherfuckers that fuck with me. And if I get two people in 50 states, then that's a hundred. Then we gonna triple that and flip that just like we do. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. So what would you say is the biggest challenge that comes along with being an independent artist? Shit. Being able to support yourself and your family and, and spend all your money on music, for real, you know what I'm saying? Because, uh, shit, you could be hustling and your hustle could go bad, but you just gave this artist 20000 you just paid this much money to go out of town, do a few shows, do this, do that, you know what I'm saying? And you can go broke, you taking a risk, you know what I'm saying? Because we already taking a risk getting it, and then you taking a double risk getting it, and then taking a gamble with it because it is a gamble. But for us, you know, it ain't no gamble because we got faith in what we doing. So that's why it don't matter. That's why that sacrifice is okay for me. You know what I'm saying? Because anything else in life, when you put your all into it, you're going to get what you want out of it. And I've been getting great results so far, you know? For sure. So what else you working on right now? Shit, we got a few videos coming out for the tape that just dropped. No Limit Foes on all platforms. We're going to be dropping the visuals for that real soon. You know what I'm saying? And we just pushing it around. We want to get that tape out and uh, really get it heard, you know? But I got another tape that's going to drop before the end of the year. You know what I'm saying? So we basically just pushing it and trying to make sure we put it in their face, you know? So a lot of new videos coming up and a lot of new content, you know what I'm saying? For them to be able to have access to. For sure. Any last words and shout outs? Shit, shout out my nigga two times, you know what I'm saying? Shout out Hole in the Wall Gang, shout out Dirty Glove Bastard, you know, shout out the whole Vegas, you know what I'm saying? All the artists doing their thing from the other side, this side, everywhere. Shout out the whole Vegas, you know, we taking over, you know. Straight like that, man. Grease Blanco, we appreciate you having me today, gang. Yes, sir. Show. Right before I hit the lick, I close my eyes, begin to pray. Let us make it back and pray my enemies be DOA. Ryan bumping that Jeezy with two whole ones, yeah, that's me. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.